Last night, the Warriors racked up in a very impressive 26-12 win over the North Queensland Cowboys, their second win in three games. And I would go as far to say probably their best game they have played in years. It's been a while. I can't give you an exact game, but it has been a while. And joining me to talk about this and other things going on in the NRL is former Warrior Blake Ashford. Blake, how are you today? I'm very good after a win last night. Boys got up, so smiling, sunny Sunday. Yeah, mate, absolutely beaming today after that performance. That To me, that was probably the most impressive win I have seen in quite a while. I had a few people say to me, oh, you go back to 2018, uh, it's probably when the Warriors last looked that good, but I would even go back even further. I have not probably seen the Warriors being this good. I'm probably going to go as far back to say as when you were playing for the Tigers. Oh, thanks, mate. Just uh, rubbish the Warriors career. Chuck that out. <laughs> no, it, mate, you're probably right. Um, you know, they, 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 that 2011 season, as we all know, the run they went on, how good they looked. And it sort of seems like this year they're getting better with each game. Now, I think that, I know they lost to the Roosters, but I think the Roosters' performance was actually better than their round one win. Um, I think they're lucky to get away with that round one win. And round two last week, it was sort of like a building performance, but just wasn't quite quite there. And then last night, it just looked smooth, didn't it? Like the forwards, the interchange of passing between the big forwards, um, just knowing where to be. Like Dylan Walker coming out the back of a play and putting Jazz Tavunga right under the post. Like just plays like that. Um, you know, Andrew Webster seems like he's got him uh, rolling on the front foot, rolling fast and looking good. Yeah, he does. And the passing between the forwards is probably one of the big takeaways from the way the Warriors are playing. It's so it's really good to see some of these forwards with, you know, they look they've got such good passing skills. It's absolutely incredible just watching that all flow in motion. Yeah, and I, I think another thing you need with that as well is um, it's sort of uh, your belief in your fitness. Um, now you, you can do it as many times as you want at training and get your reps in, but if you're not fit enough to make all these tackles and then go out and do exactly what you've trained, as in, you know, that interchange of passing between the forwards, it's not going to be there. And I think that's probably what you, you could be alluding to the last couple of years, maybe a bit underdone when it, it comes to those things. Um, but this year, like we said, they've gone to Townsville. The humidity would have been off the roof last night. I imagine it would have been hot. Um, and they turned up, looked amazing, and um, got the W. Yeah, and I think the thing with probably um, compared to previous years is that there's a possibility that the Warriors might have got up, but they probably would have folded a little bit in stages as well. There were times like their goal line defense and just their defense in the red zone as well has just been very strong. And then their ability to just go on the attack after withstanding lots of that pressure because in previous years after the Warriors have had that kind of pressure, they all seem to be bunched up and they're just going through the motions whilst this team is just wanting to play footy and try get try get on attack. Yeah, exactly. And a, and a, a word I've been hearing a lot um, come out of the camp, and you know this is just through the media and me not speaking to anyone, is, is resilience. And you talked about that. Listening to Web, uh, Webby last night, Andrew Webster, say... They had the game wrapped up with 10 minutes to go. You know, they were 14 or whatever, how many points they were up. But the the know-how and the grit, the will, like they could have easily let the Cowboys score when they were chasing points there at the end. But it's sort of a different... I know it is only round three, but it just looks like it's a different Warriors team. A resilience in, the, in and amongst the group um, this year.
It's only three games in, but looking ahead over the next month, they got their first game at Mount Smart against the Bulldogs, then they got the Sharks, and then they got the Knights and the Cowboys again. And the way they're going, I think it's realistic to say probably you could probably get three of those four wins, and then the Warriors would be looking at a potentially five and two start to the season. And then you're thinking, all right, this is a team that could really push for that top eight. Yeah, I know, but it's the way the game is now. Like, I mean, it's it, that's why I love the game of rugby league because you know any team could beat anyone on on their day like we'll take this round for example the dragons and the broncos were tied 18 all with eight minutes to go and the broncos obviously ran away with it i didn't have the gold coast beating the storm um you know teams that are getting up over other teams that it just doesn't look likely um you know i, I think the the raiders and could have a good match up today with the sharks like you just you just don't know a lot of 50 50 games so if he can keep that belief, of, I think, Webby, if he can keep that belief in the boys and just that attitude and that resilience, I keep going back to that word, that resilience, I think they can get those games. But once again, you know, it's every game of footy is different to the other. Looking at some of the signings the Warriors have made, I went back and actually looked on social media because I had to just confirm this. But like when the Warriors put out the release that they signed a Mitch Barnett and a Dylan Walker, I think probably lots of the comments were kind of why have you signed some of these players or I'd say more of the comments were probably negative than positive. But I think just after three games, some of these guys are showing exactly why Andrew Webster and the Warriors wanted to bring these guys in. And uh, I think that's the main reason why these people uh, in their position that they are in the Warriors and the coaching staff and you know, we're the people that talk about it and other people, people that write about it because um, they sort of know what they're doing or they know what they want to look for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, look, I, I've said this before. The reason I think Webby's going so good is because he's been there. He's not a coach that has, um, you know, just come from another club and it's his first stint at the Warriors. I believe he's doing good because he's been to the Warriors. He knows how it ticks. He knows what makes the boys work. And now he's gone and taken a bit out of the Tigers, Parramatta, He's been overseas. He's been to Penrith with their premiership success. And he's bunched it all up and taken it back to a team that he knows, that he that he helped coach for, for two to three years. So, um, look, I, I think these signings that he's got, especially Dylan Walker coming off the bench as a, as a middle forward who brings that quickness. Yeah. You've got the toughness to Mitch Barnett. And then even the, the deputant last night, Torpiki, I mean, he was outstanding. He was outstanding in the preseason. He got his shot last night and um, I, I do believe Webby was the one that got him there as well or got him over the line to come and sign with the Warriors. So um, they know what they want and at the moment it's working. So I think everyone who had a bad opinion, you know, they're going to not apologise yet. They'll just wait and see how it goes. But we'll give them a pat on the back so far. Yeah, a couple more players I want to touch on before I touch on some other things in our NRL. It's good to see Sean Johnson with a smile back on his face uh, playing around the footy. I know he took a couple of shots at goal and he was smiling and even just seeing him run the ball a bit more too. Yeah, well, I mean, whenever you're winning and playing good footy, you know, you're always happy. Even those games where, like I mentioned last week, I thought they were, they were playing good enough footy to probably beat the Roosters. just one or two errors. Um, you know, they played a brand of footy that obviously makes Sean happy. And you can see last night, you get a happy Shawnee and the way he attacks the line with that footwork, his ability to beat, to make one-on-one defender miss every time and draw in another defender, like he still has it. He hasn't lost it. It's just, 
you know, maybe that Joy Rugby League was missing the last couple of years. And um, look, I'm as happy as you to see a smile back on Shawnee's face. And I can tell you, if he's happy and he's playing free-flowing footy, the Warriors have a big chance for that eight. Uh, and the other player I wanted to touch on as well is Wade Egan. So I, it's, I, I find the Wade Egan very interesting because for the last couple of seasons, he's been outstanding. But I don't think up until probably this season that the Warriors fans have actually truly appreciated his ability. I know lots of people in Australia have said, you know, this guy is, is really good. He's got lots of promise. But it kind of feels like that the fans haven't really started appreciating him until now. And to me, Wade Egan was going to be one of those guys where we probably wouldn't actually appreciate what he brings to the club until he actually left. But it's kind of good to see some of those fans kind of change their opinion on him in a way. Yeah, it was always funny. I mean, um, I, I sort of, the year I retired, he came to the club and uh, got to sort of talk to Wade a bit and it sort of just goes straight off his back, mate. He's out there to play footy. He's a tough, tough boy, tough kid, um, or tough man, shall I say. And um, look, he's he's a different type of hooker. He's not that Damien Cook, real explosive, real fast, but he's a smart dummy half. He, he's very crafty. He's strong in the middle, and he's just got a, a cool head, which which you need um, to steer those boys around. And I, I think he's done an amazing job, not just the start of this year, but the the previous years over in while the boys were over in Australia and really become a leader of this team. I think, um, and yeah, look, I'd I'd love to have him stay here long term because hookers are a position where you need the best of the best, and they don't always come along. You know, every year. So to have him there steering the ship and steering the big boys, I think it's amazing. But I hope he's all right because that knock he took last night oh, makes me glad I retired. <laughs> well, I think Andrew Webster said in his press he got he did go for a concussion check, so he may potentially fall under that mandatory 11-day stand-down now, but we will just have to see. Uh, Blake, if I had asked you three weeks ago that the Dolphins would be three from three on top of the NRL ladder, you probably would have laughed at me, right? Yes. So a lot of the questions, uh, a lot of the questions in the preseason were, are the Dolphins going to come last? That's all the shows I did and all the talks I did was that the Dolphin, are the Dolphins going to come last? And I, I said they're not going to come last, but I didn't have them making the eight either. Mm, yeah. So, uh, but look, this is a Wayne Bennett team. Um, he's he's a great man manager. He knows the game, a rugby league. And he can get players up for anything. That's why he does so well in Origin because there's an 80 minute game where you can just find some inspiration. And and you just see, you talk to players that have been under Wayne Bennett and how much influence he has on their career. And um, look, there's no real surprise that they're still on a high. The tricky game for me was the one that they just played because they played the night through 13 players or 10 players or they're starting 13 out. Um, And for a bit of that, it looked like the Knights were looking okay, but. The Dolphins came over the top, and I'll tell you what, it does set up a massive, massive game next week against the Broncos. Yeah, it does. Now both teams uh, unbeaten at the top of the top of the table so far. For me, the Dolphins, I was kind of in the same camp as you. I didn't think they'd come last, but I didn't think they'd make the eight. And my kind of theory from that is because you said you got Wayne Bennett, you've also got Christian Wolfe as your assistant coach. But when, I remember when the 2017 World Cup was on, I was people love listening to my opinion and I wrote off Tonga and I I got to eat humble pie. And my thought on that was because I didn't feel their back line would probably live up to it. And I kind of see that when I look at the dolphins, I see some similarities. They've got a decent forward pack, lots of experience and 
lots of outs, outstanding players, but the the back line is probably where they struggled. But the forward pack is the, the the bit that's been leading the way for for the Dolphins, and the the backs have just been reaping the rewards. There's been guys like Jermaine Asako who's been on the outer other clubs, but he he's looking like a a superstar the way he's going. Yeah, he is, mate. And and you hit it there. Like that was all the talk, wasn't it? Uh, oh, they haven't signed anyone. They haven't signed anyone. Any big names? You need the marquee signing. But like we said, like Wayne Bennett, he he knows what he wants. It goes back to Andrew Webster getting the players. They all have their own systems, and they all know the players that they want. Yeah. And the players that'll do the job that they need done. And Wayne Bennett got a lot of experience in there. And I think if you're trying to start a club, you you want people that have been around good systems and. I think they did the right thing by getting the Bromwich brothers, Felice Cafusi, a couple of the other old heads like Jared Wallace and Mark Nichols. Um, just really that forward pack, that gritty forward pack. Um, and look, I don't want to take anything away from those two halves because Katoa's played, what, three or four, three games now in first grade yeah. and a World Cup. And he's, he's looking good steering a ship. It's a great start to a career to win three games in a row. And Someone who's gone a little under the radar, I think, over the last couple of years, who helped out the Warriors, who helped out Penrith last year when Cleary was out, was Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah. And, look, he, he might not do the flashiest things, but I'll tell you what, he can kick a ball, and he most of the time he makes the right decision. And I think he's doing a great job at number seven for the Dolphins. And, um, yeah, look, I, I'd mentioned it's going to be a great game next week against the Broncos. It's going to be a hard one to tip. Uh, it seems to be a bit of a theme of the Queensland teams going well because the Titans beating the Storm yesterday. So the Storm are one and th- oh, one and two now, I believe. Uh, they're struggling a little bit, you know, and you probably put that some of that down to losing some of the guys like the Bromwich brothers and Kafusi and Brandon Smith. Yeah, I, I look. I, I didn't read too much into it because every year we seem to say, "Oh, the Storm, this is the year that they're going to drop off." And every year they, uh, like you said, with the Tonga scenario, they make you eat humble pie. And um, look, I, I didn't ride the storm off because I thought you still got Munster, you still got Hughes. You know, Mick, Mick, Nick Meaney's a good player. Pappenhausen will come back. And that forward pack's okay. Elikatoa, Tarek Sims. I do think that, you know, just at the moment, they are missing Munster a little. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to float around. They had Wishart, who... I don't know how much he's played 5-8, played there the other week. And they had Peasant, who didn't look too bad on debut last night. Wasn't um, okay, the kid. Got a, got a meat pie. But, um, look, I, I think they're going to fight back. And it, it's the storm will be in the eight for me. I think it's just a slow a slow build to get going. I know it was Big Tui's uh, first game back last night. Tariq Sims' first game back, I believe. So, I think once they start getting those combinations together... Um, they're going to start rolling. But, you know, it's going to be uh, some tough meetings and some tough things uh, I wouldn't want to be sitting in with Bellamy giving space. Yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blake Ashford, thank you so much for your time today and agreeing with some of my opinions so I can boost my ego a little bit. Uh, appreciate your time and uh, up the Warriors, eh? Yeah, mate, up the Warriors. Let's go to the Tigers today. Get the boys on the board.